This DJ Shab, the hottest DJ in the South right now, and you are now tuned in to Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. And I'm telling you, it's about to go down, down, down. Welcome back to another episode. I am the Prize Podcast. So today we're going to talk about business owners, women in life in general, and Anybody who is scared to take a break and does not feel like they deserve one, that's what we're going to be here talking about today. So I'm going to let my special guest introduce herself and we can get started. Hello, hello, everyone. I am Troya Monet. I am a business coach, influencer, and also boutique owner. I'm super excited to be here with Tia today. Okay, so y'all can tell that we are great. Florida University. <laughs> right. The introduction gonna do it for sure. The introduction gonna give it away every time. <laughs> that in a bag of chips. Like definitely. <laughs> With that introduction, like how can you not pay us attention when we start talking? <laughs> right. Cause I'm not even telling you what my name is. I'm telling you who I am. Period. <laughs> right. So today on this episode, we're gonna be talking about business or you know, just Taking breaks in life in general, the pros and cons of taking breaks, why you deserve a break, and, um, you know, just what do you do during those breaks? Um, So I'm going to, you know, we're going to get real deep. Yeah. Y'all put seatbelts on, get get comfortable. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. In your business, do you take breaks? Yes. I take breaks all the time. Like I could be in the middle of making a marketing plan and my head hurt and I'm going to go outside. I'm going to walk my dog. I'm going to play with my dog. I'm going to scroll through TikTok for a little bit. So it's like, not only do I take breaks as in like vacation and just time off, like in between me doing tasks, I do, I put like what's called like a buffer session. I'm not sure if you've ever read the book. uh, What is it called? The 12 week year. And they Mm -hmm. say that like in between doing tasks, it's important to give yourself like a buffer period to kind of just like ease your mind in between completing different tasks. So that's like a break that I do in between me actually just completing different things. So in between me, like doing something for YouTube and then I'm doing something for my coaching clients, like that transition can kind of give you a headache and kind of be a little bit overwhelming. So I kind of just do what's like a buffer period, maybe like 15 minutes. I'll go get some water, go get us a little snack, use the bathroom, then come back and just do it all over again. Yeah, so I, that's some great, actually read that book, The 12-Week Year, mm-hmm. because I'm the type of person where I take breaks, and they're supposed to be a short break, and they end up day break, Troy. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I need to do better, and I said, you know, like as an entrepreneur, you know, how plan B. You don't have a, a job to fall back on unless you have some passive income um around somewhere that you're making. You don't have that check from corporate America that's like, you know, that you're entitled to every two weeks. As an entrepreneur, like your paycheck depends on you and how hard you work. And there are some mm-hmm. days in being there, I just will not work. Like I won't I won't do anything. And I kind of yep. hate that. So now I'm telling myself like, hey, you have to get back in the corporate so you yeah. know you can have that consistent flow of income because when I take long breaks and in my business, like Mm -hmm. my account suffers, like you can Mm -hmm. tell when I have not been on my stuff. Right. No, same for sure. 
I I can definitely agree with you there. Like it'll be days where something will just happen and I'll get annoyed or I'll get upset or I just I'm just lazy sometimes. I ain't gonna lie to you. Some mm-hmm. days I just like I don't want to do nothing today. And I'll wake up, I'll do a, I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna take a half day today. And then like you said, my account reflects when I take half days or you know, when I do no work at all. So I definitely can agree there. But I guess it's just like one thing that I've been doing is just giving myself grace. Like I didn't sign up to be an entrepreneur to work 24 seven and to, you know, like be always at my desk getting things done. And I feel like that's like a blessing and a curse when it comes to entrepreneurship is the freedom that we have when it comes to taking breaks. (laughs) Right. And this is a good conversation for any transitioning for corp from corporate and they always hear entrepreneurs that are like seasoned talk about freedom 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 make no mistake about it like you have to have certain things in place before you really have the freedom that you feel like you deserve as an entrepreneur where like your money you know is not running out right and like when we do take breaks without those systems in place our accounts suffer just like anybody mm-hmm. else and i think the difference is you know I know mine is like, all right, like I'm going to take this break, but then I'm going to get back to it and I'm going to make it all back. But right. I have suffered <laughs> every Definitely. break that I take that's not a strategic break and it's just like on the whim because I'm emotional or life is happening or I'm just like my account suffered. Like I have dry days, dry weeks. I've even had dry months as an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. I know that I know how to make money. So mm-hmm. when when it's all said and done, like I can go out here and and, and get it if needed. But that's I'm yeah, not that's like a, a great mindset to have. <laughs> no, I I definitely feel you on that. I feel like like this past quarter with me was like really slow, and I feel like Q one is like one of those quarters that is just usually slow for a lot of businesses all around the board because Q four is like so fast paced, and that's usually mm-hmm. where most of the businesses make more most of their money. So Q1, everybody is just kind of like trying to recuperate, trying to just get their feet wet back into the new year. So I noticed that like Q1 was really slow for me when it came to like me just being an influencer and like brand deals. But this past week, I got like literally 10 brand deals in a week because all these brands are trying to use their Q2 budgets now because Q1 is over. So I feel like it's just like one of those things, too, where you kind of got to maximize your slow seasons and know when your slow seasons are because that's your opportunity to take a break. And then you also have your other quarters and your other seasons where you know that that's kind of like grind time for you. Absolutely. So you made a really good point. Like people who are into entrepreneurship or just getting a feet with entrepreneurship don't know about those slow seasons. Mm-hmm. So they're expecting like money, money, money falling out of the mm-hmm. sky. And they, they think that every day should be a money making day, but they don't, they, they need to brace themselves for slow seasons. And I'm mm-hmm. not just a day or a week, but I'm talking about like months on top of months where it's like yeah. nobody is spending money. Right. Like last quarter, I think I only got normally on an average, a quarter, I could get a ton of just sponsorships. I can get a ton of clients, boutique business booming. But like this past quarter, I probably only secured like maybe five brand deals, if that. And they've all been like very low. So I can tell that a lot of businesses are tapping into their budgets later on inside of the year. And then that's also something good to pay attention to, too, when it comes to just clients. Because we know tax season just came by. So a lot of people spending their tax money on starting businesses or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then we know that, you know, the holiday season just passed by not too long ago, too. Like, what, four months ago? So mm-hmm. at this point, a lot of people are, you know, trying to replenish their bank accounts. So I think that's just something that 
entrepreneurs have to be smart about is just really understanding, you know, the dry and the slow seasons too. Absolutely. Um, because people are reached from December and mm-hmm. November, like all those holidays and the Black Friday spending. Mm-hmm. So I think like Q1, that's not like my money making um, mm-hmm. quarter is more like, all right, this is the time for me to be planning and doing business projection and in position for Q2. And that's like right after tax time, hit the yeah. ground running because it's always been like that for me in business. But I wanted to talk about when you take breaks in business, what do you do? Like, how do you spend your breaks? So for example, like if I'm doing like a buffer session, which I was talking to you about earlier, like if I'm trying to just like ease my mind in between tasks, like sometimes my buffer sessions can be 10 minutes. Sometimes they can be 30 minutes. Sometimes they can be the rest of the day. Sometimes they can be a couple hours. So what I usually like to do if I'm taking breaks in between like just on a regular average day, I'll like go play with my dog. I just got a dog. So that's like been a lot of enjoyment for me because I live alone. So it just used to be me in the house and all I could do was work because it's like, well, what else I'm going to do? So now that I have a dog, that gives me an opportunity to kind of just like take a step away from my desk, go walk him, go play with him a little bit. So I do that. I'll scroll on my phone through TikTok. I'll watch some YouTube videos. So that's what I'll do as far as breaks. And one thing that I've noticed to that has really made a really big change, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a break, but just kind of like taking taking a step away from your everyday environment where you do work. I've seen a huge change in that. So I'll like leave the house. I'll go find a coffee shop. I'll go to like a little breakfast or a lunch spot. And then I'll make that my entire office for the entire day. So I'll leave my house around like 10, 11 o'clock a.m. And then I won't come back home until like almost three, four. And I'll literally sit there the entire day and knock out all my work because I don't have any distractions. It's literally just me and my computer. Maybe I'm just people watching or something like that. But I've noticed that that has been kind of a break, a break away from my normal environment. So that's something that I do there. Just small breaks. Yeah, I thrive the most when my scenery. So mm-hmm. I don't get no work done in the house. I have an office set up in my house and still would not sit at the desk and just commit to doing work because yep. I got the attention span of a goldfish. And this is just me Man, being totally... when I tell you about it. <clears throat> that is yeah, me. this is just me being totally transparent because yeah. productive days do not look the same for everybody. And I can say that, okay, yeah, Monday is my work day, but I spend a lot of time like my phone and then finally something to click and I decide, okay, let me do some work. And for me, that's a productive day. Now that may not look the same for everybody else, but hey, I get it done. So changing my scenery has literally helped me so much into being productive. And that's me forcing myself like, hey, once I, you know, finish my morning my morning task let me go to the library or let mm-hmm. me and you know that sounds so old school like sitting in the library or whatever yeah. but I have to utilize those spaces because mm-hmm. there's people around me that are working and mm-hmm. I'm the type of person I'm like a I'm like a kid in elementary school like for mm-hmm. me to work I got then when I you are literally me what's your sign <laughs> yes like I have to see somebody else working for me to stay out of my phone and not scroll social media or yeah. my phone has to be dead like I'm the yeah. most productive when I just let my phone die and I just I mean and that's so hard to do because you know I got kids so I'm always worried right. like, well, I can't keep my phone dead but so right. recently I said that you know I want to spend my day wisely because you know I have so much potential and there's so many good things that I could be doing and so so many income producing activities that I could be doing but 
I just want to like commit to doing like maybe two or three days out the week where I just work, 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 and I just bed and actually be productive now what i want right. to do is work on a friday like when i left corporate that was oh always... my goodness why are we just the, why are we the same person i don't work <laughs> on fridays i will do yeah, a I half see. day i do a i do like a quarter of a quarter of a day on a friday like it's just me probably responding to some last minute emails closing any loose strings that i didn't close during the week but as far as like hard tasks, I refuse to do it on a Friday. I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, girl, not even that. Like it's after a certain time of night, like I won't open my laptop. And that's just so I can focus on being a mom. Because, and let me tell you where that mindset came from. Because that was not just the hard stop. That mm-hmm. was when I first became an entrepreneur, my mindset was, it's do or die <laughs> like I was, mm-hmm. I was operating out of fear and operating out of scarcity because I know I didn't have a plan b or a paycheck to to fall back on right so I was gonna be working around the clock 24 7 taking clients eight o'clock at night seven o'clock at night I'm mm. up on my laptop to 11 o'clock at night and my kids not playing with them when they get home from school because I'm coaching and mm-hmm. even though I don't think it really it it took a toll it was like my kids at one point was like, "Oh, mommy in a meeting, mommy in a meeting. You can't talk, you can't talk." And no kid mm-hmm. want to live like that. Like my kids right. are very active, and they mm-hmm. should have been in gymnastics or something and, and and doing stuff. But I was just, I just had this mindset of like, it's do or die. Like if I'm not working, we not eat. I yeah. had to get out of that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely have like a similar trait as that. Like I don't, I try to not work on the weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Especially Saturday, like, I'm not touching nothing. On Sundays, I'll probably do some planning for the week ahead. Like, I'll probably just sit and plan for, like, maybe 15, 20 minutes or something like that. But as far as, like, hard work, I try to make sure, like, everything's done throughout the week. So that way I can actually enjoy my weekends because, you know, like, you're sitting at a computer desk, like, literally all day, staring at a screen all day long. So when the weekend comes, that's, like, my time to just, like, actually pour back into myself. And not mm-hmm. actually sitting there and talk to clients all week long. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I refuse to work. Like I, that's that's my time to be a human. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I refuse to do any anything for clients. I'm not responding to emails unless it's like very pressing. But it's mm-hmm. also like why I'm about to hire another assistant. Um, mm-hmm. because like I'm just to that point now where I really don't be res- wanting to respond to emails at all. <laughs> No, um, I, I really feel you. I feel you. It. I just got good at responding to DMs like not too long ago because it was a point and period in time where I've never responded to DMs unless it was like maybe like a friend or a family or something like that sending me something. But I just got to a point where I'm like, it's it's so much money in DMs when you really think about it. So I had to like kind of change my mindset there. Like, why aren't you responding to DMs where people are literally asking you about coaching sessions? They're asking you about you know, resources and different things like that. Like you can't just sit there and ignore them. And it's not that I was ignoring them. It's just that it was so many DMs. I promise mm-hmm. you at one point in time, I had 95 unread DMs. So this is the thing, Troy. And I think a lot of people need to understand this. We have so many things that we're, that we're doing so many goals. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, even high performing women. There are mm-hmm. some parts of our business that we just don't have time to like nurture and cater yep. to. And that's okay. And right. people need to understand that, like, as an influencer or, like, a public figure or, you know, whatever we want to label ourselves today, tomorrow, next day, next month. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, 
people need to understand like we don't sit by even though we're in our phones there's still certain things that one we just don't want to do or we just don't want to yeah. do it or entertain it and then two we don't have time mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think it's one of those time, like it's ahead. like one of those things where you're just like you got to know what your zone of genius is mm-hmm. and know to touch that thing and delegate that off to somebody else like emails communication that's just not my thing but if it comes to anything regarding like the content behind my business, the marketing behind my business, social media, anything that's like client facing or audience or customer facing, like I can do that stuff all day. But it's the like the boring stuff like that you don't want to do, like the bookkeeping. I don't want to do that. <laughs> the emails, right. the, anything admin wise, like I don't want to do that stuff. So I think it's just more so like just finding, you know, what your zone of genius is and what your area of expertise is and then finding a way to delegate the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm real big on just my zone of genius. So I'm the queen of delegating. And I know like, you know, we had these conversations and I never want to like talk over anybody's head or be so far removed from my audience that's like newly getting their feet with entrepreneurship versus where I am now as a seasoned entrepreneur. So I'm going to go a time where I could not afford to hire there was mm-hmm. a time when I was scared to hire because I felt like I couldn't afford it then I found it just saying, hey you know what let me stop being stingy with whatever this person price is and let me pay them and once I realized they took so much weight shoulders so mm-hmm. much stress off my plate and then with them on the team I made more money so it, yep. it got easier to clear and I became more confident as a business owner by hiring and delegating tasks. Oh my God. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the biggest game changer for me. What was your experience like, Troya, when it came to um, like hiring and hiring your first employee? Like, what was it like? Yeah, I would say there's so much like beauty in like working all the positions within your business before you do try to hire. Because I know like a lot of my clients are like, oh, I'm about to hire this assistant. But I'm like, well, you don't even know how to do the thing that you need the assistant to do. Because what if she's out sick? What if she quits? What if anything happens? You got to know how to do it, too. So that's like one of my biggest things is don't hire somebody unless you know how to do the thing that you're hiring that person to do at least 75 percent. So if I'm looking to hire somebody for email marketing, I need to at least be like 75 percent sure that I know how to do email marketing by myself. So that way, mm-hmm. if anything were to happen with that person, I can go through and I can on, I can not only like onboard them properly, but I can take kind of control over, you know, what it is that they're doing if anything were to go through and happen. So I think that right. there's so much beauty in just working all the different areas within your business, because now you know what how long it should take that person to do it. Like in mm-hmm. the past, I've had assistants where it take them so long to just do one task. And I'm like, I've done the same thing numerous times I've trained you on how to do it it's been super long since you've been working with me this is how long it should take you to upload and upload posts on Instagram this is how long it should take you to respond to emails this is how long it should take you to do those things but if you don't know how to do it yourself you're it's going to be hard for you to delegate because how are you going to show somebody how to do something that you don't know how to do you know that was really scary for me when I started hiring because there are positions now that I'm interested in and now, by the grace of God, I'm in a position to where um, I'm actually about to hire um, a human resources um, director for my company because, you know, we just to that point. Whoop, whoop. So, yes. <laughs> like, I'm going to let her handle, you know, onboarding, recruiting, 
she's going to handle like our policies, um, protocols for our business. Like that's just where I am um, within my nonprofit organization. And as a just so blessed to be in that position because that was always really hard for me and it was such a daunting task like yeah okay first of all who do you want in your business is a lot who do you need mm-hmm. to hire what is your weakness because you're supposed to hire your weaknesses right so yeah. it was one identifying my weaknesses and then two trying to figure out okay well what do I ask them to do yeah. so now I'm not only am I struggling in business but I probably somebody but didn't even know how to track their success <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know what to ask them for I didn't know how to ask them to complete certain and like I kind of was scared I've always been a leader but like stepping into a leadership role like you have to learn like what's your you have to learn how yeah. to work with people you have to be okay with um okay so I'm a oh girl I'm I'm terrible so I'm <laughs> kind of person well I was mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. after so many trial and so much trial and error I have learned like okay like even though this person said like super good at this like no you still need to take time to like figure out what their strengths and their weaknesses are because I have dealt with people in my business where they over promise and under deliver and now we yeah. all met <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I feel like I can definitely feel you there one thing that has like really helped me is I write down all the different areas within my business and then I and then I just like highlight the different areas within my business that I need help with. So like if it's if it's like marketing, okay, so what's in what in marketing do we need help with? Do we need an email manager? Do we need somebody to do social media? Do we need like content creation? Do we need graphic designer? Like how does that go through and look? And then I'll highlight the ones that I think we actually need the assistance with. And then just kind of going back and forth and just like looking, okay, like what do I want to delegate? What do I kind of want to go through and kind of keep my hands on? So that way you know what to give because I've definitely been in positions where I remember when I first hired my very first VA, I was like, well, I don't even know what I need help with. I just know I need help. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. the best situation because now I don't even know what I'm actually giving you to do. I'm just giving you stuff to do that kind of just comes out of the blue and off the top of my head. And nobody really wants to work like that. Right, exactly. Another struggle for me, um, not really knowing, you know, what I needed them to do or just not being consistent in my own business. So, like, I will always have tasks for them. But either way it go, like, the invoices had to get cleared. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For so sure, that for was sure. like that was, like, really, I think, um, with email marketing, like, if I didn't, um, like, plan in advance for, like, whatever campaign, expect someone to just on a drop of a dime just know what needs to get done as far as email marketing is concerned but that's one task that I can honestly say um I hired for that position and it's like flowing so smoothly because mm-hmm. I'm a real big communicator and anytime I have what I like to with um potential um employees for me and my company I call them um capacity conversations Okay. So <laughs> I made up that word, but mm-hmm. I need to know like one, how often do you communicate? Because I have like my business is average fast paced, you know, um entrepreneur. Yeah. So I always have so many different moving pieces. So one day we might be working on the I'm the prize podcast, then we might be working on nonprofit, the I'm the prize umbrella, or you know, pushing the merch through the nonprofit. It's all ran under the nonprofit under that umbrella. But I just need to know, like, what are your strengths when it comes to, you know, retail? And then what are your strengths when it comes to, like, you know, like the blog, you know, that yeah. those type of things? Or do I need to hire 
an extra person to assist you in this area and we build out a team just you get what I'm saying yeah so, I love having capacity conversations because I'm an over communicator like in mm-hmm. my business um and I comes to entrepreneurship you don't have to run your business like anybody else so mm-hmm. I have team meetings you know like e- either weekly or bi-weekly maybe mm-hmm. a person in a certain position where we're talking like every every day every other day so for me it's like yeah. okay, well, before you take me on as a client capacity to communicate you know like how often can we meet what does your communication look like is it via email is it via text message do we have to down me and then we work together to figure those things out but it wouldn't have been a lot of people think like they can just set establish these uh rules or or boundaries or whatever the case may be without even like going through anything any trial and yeah it's like that's not something you can just jump out the gate doing like you got to get your knees scraped up <laughs> yeah and, and no i i really employees to figure it out I really um like that. What you said it's called? I'm sitting here writing it down. Capacity uh, communicate. What is it called? I, I call it capacity conversations. You know how they conversations. do that. Like, com- call it like um a lot of people have like consultations and stuff like that. Like I always start my calls when I'm looking to hire somebody and it's like, okay, we just need to have like a capacity check, you know, a capacity mm-hmm. conversation, like to see if your business model aligns with my business model. Yeah business aligns with a client like me because just mm-hmm. how you know they're vetting us we're vetting them to see like exactly if we can even you know be a good fit and it's not always about money sometimes it's about capacity like can you handle mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and I like that too. I like that a lot because I'm definitely I guess I would be a high capacity client because mm-hmm. I need you to have my I need you to have my phone number and I need you to text me when things aren't when you need help like, don't be one of those people that were like, oh, I couldn't log in, so I could, so I didn't do it. Like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I need you to text me. I need you to let me know. I need you to... And I'm not saying, like, I don't want to be one of those people who are, like, sitting over somebody's shoulders or micromanaging anybody. But at the same time, it's like, when you put so much work into your business, your business is literally like your child. So you mm-hmm. have to definitely have those conversations with people. Like, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And it's not that I'm demanding you to do it by any means, but just let me know and be transparent when things aren't, you know, making sense or when deadlines aren't, you know, occurring and different things like that. Because now we having a whole conversation that we could have had a week ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, it, as a, if I'm hiring, I'm not really trusting when it comes to my business. Cause like my business is my baby. Like I eat, sleep mm-hmm. and breathe business. Like when, even when it comes to dating, if a man asks me, I like to run my business, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm just, it's just what I love. Like, it's what makes me happy. Like, I don't have no other hobbies or talents. Like, I can't do no hair, no nails. I don't, I don't dance. <laughs> so, business makes me happy. Like, I love yeah. to, I just love to achieve. And I love to, like, right. reach my next level. Like, I'm dedicated to in this season of my life. So, mm-hmm. when it comes to working with people, I'm not really trusting because I feel like I have so much going um, within my business and so many moving parts, I don't just want to hand that off to just anybody. So, yeah. um, learned that I am a micromanager, but that's only because one, you know, I can't just throw you to the wolves. I have to literally try that I like stuff done. And right. then like, I just want to make sure I'm not doing all this till one day, you know, like, God forbid anything happened to me and people don't know how to like keep my business afloat. Like I want my business mm-hmm. to run. I want I'm 
to be a theme, you know, long gone, long after I'm gone. I want the sweetest sister snow cone truck to still be women and taking over the streets long mm-hmm. after. So I'm hiring people to basically be me one day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't realize. And it's something that I'm taking a lot more serious too, is how can I create a, a business that actually has legacy? Because we talk a lot about like generational wealth and different things like that, but not necessarily business legacy. So I think that that's definitely something that's really important is like having those SOPs and, you know, policies and procedures in place. So if anything were to happen, there is somebody who can kind of just go through and step in. But it is a little bit harder to do that if you do have a personal brand because people are buying you and not Mm -hmm. necessarily buying the business itself. So it definitely is like a toss up situation there for sure. Yeah. Yeah but that's a whole nother conversation for like a whole nother day like um you know just building a legacy through your business or like mm-hmm. succession when it comes to you know based on because we don't think that far ahead like some of us are just trying to make our next hundred dollars in our yeah. business so we're not even focused on like succession planning like like making sure her, her hustle academy is still running you know mm-hmm. 10 years from now but i think it's something that you know and the listeners needed to hear about so they can, you know, it can spark some interest like, oh, you know, maybe I should, you know, start reading up on this podcast about it just to learn more about what it is. So when I get there in my business, I'm not behind. Like I can also, you know, be but Troy, yeah. this was a really good conversation. <laughs> it was. It was. This is good. Yeah, I was taking some notes. So I'm actually gonna <laughs> Because I need some like podcast recommendation or YouTube okay. or book recommendations on kind of like productivity. <laughs> okay. I know you said the 12 week year, but mm-hmm. I was thinking about what is it, a four hour work week or. Yep. So there's, book. there's another book called, yeah, I think it's called the four hour work week or something like that. Um, but it's almost similar to the 12 week year. They have a lot of similarities, um, but I know I've read, I've only read the 12 week year too. And there's another good book, too, called Master Your Time, Master Your Life. So that's another one, too, that you can read. Okay, so what about, see, I, now I have Atomic Habits on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is that, like, a good one when it comes to productivity? Yeah, Atomic Habits is a really good one. It kind of just teaches you everything that you need to be doing. And kind of, like, ba- it's basically teaching you baby steps in order for you to make a habit a habit. Because sometimes we're like, okay... This week, I'm going to work out five times a week. Well, last week, you didn't work out once. So let's start by just working out one time. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's like, right. just teaches you how to establish small habits to eventually make them into big habits. So that's a really good one, too. Mm, okay. Well, if you think of anything else or you have any other recommendations, um, this podcast, feel free to let us know and let us know any projects coming up, any big events coming up, and your mm-hmm. social media so our um, listeners can check you out. Yeah, definitely. So you guys, it has definitely been a pleasure. As far as projects uh, coming up, I'm going to be launching my very own podcast real soon, T. I don't even think I told you about it. So I'm really excited about that. Um, So it is called uh, Behind the CEO. So it is basically going to be talking about a lot of the behind the scenes as it relates to being a female entrepreneur, about how it's not all Bentleys and Birkin bags and money and, you know, (laughs) all the things. It's not aesthetically pleasing all the time. Some days you're going to be sitting at your computer desk with your bonnet on and the mascara you had on last night. So we basically going to be talking about behind the scenes of being a female entrepreneur. I'm going to be having a lot of special guests on that. So I'm really excited about that coming up soon. Um, I also will be um, launching my online clothing store. It's going to be relaunching really soon. It's called Shop Her Hustle. 
So it's going to be apparel for women in business, things that you can wear to conferences, business events, brand photo shoots, you name it. So I'm really excited about that. So we got some really good things coming down the pipeline really, really soon that I'm excited to tap into. But you guys can find me at Troya Monet, T-R-O-Y-I-A-M-O-N-A-Y on all social media platforms, TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all of the things above. So thank you so much, Tia, for having me. No problem at all. Yes, y'all. Like, when I always talk about, like, who are my favorite, like, CEOs, like, she's definitely one of them, you know, a young heavy hitter. Definitely admire her. Like, her branding is everything. Marketing is always on point. Like, she's just so thorough and just somebody that's really good to know. So, y'all make sure y'all her and keep up with her um and if you love this episode please share it with a friend leave us a rate and review on the apple podcast and we will see you all next monday thank you thank you have a good one